Oh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. We got our boy Joe Marsnick on here today. Hey, Joe. What's up? Thanks Not for much. being here, Brian. You got a thanks for having schedule, me. So thanks for fitting this, fitting this whole thing in. Um, before we get started, cheers. The obligatory cheers. <laughs> I always forget. So. What are you drinking, Joe? I got some green tea. Green tea. That's got caffeine. What are you drinking, pup? Oh, um, okay. Just a little hair of the dog. Right. It's been a long weekend. No, no caffeine. I'm just drinking vinegar. <laughs> no straight up. Just hot. <laughs> hot <laughs> vinegar. Hot <laughs> vinegar. Yeah. Good, good way to clean you out. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm get, getting it out. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Heads up, I have coronavirus. <laughs> okay. Where's your mask? Huh? I up, there you go. I ate it. You gotta stay away from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. I, uh, uh, about I don't know who you ran into. This, this somebody's tell you, why aren't you wearing a mask or anything like that? And the best comeback to that, if you're wearing a mask and some uh, uh, conservative person is like, you don't have to wear that mask anymore. Just tell them that you have coronavirus <laughs> and that's why you're wearing a mask and see what their reaction is. Their head will explode. Yeah, <laughs> that's my idea. Um, all right, so before we get started with everything, I just want to uh, plug our sponsors real quick. Thanks to Spliff's Gastro Pub downtown, uh, Wicked Barley Brewing Company over in Mandarin, Brews in Riverside, Harlson Scotch, uh, Scotch Company based out of here in Florida, and they're phenomenal. Uh, Sidecar over in San Marco, and Captain Jack's Smokehouse over in Fernandina Beach. Thanks to all those guys, and please support all them, especially right now with everything going on. Everyone needs your support. Sure. I, th- I think we got you another sponsor last night, right? I think, I think Blue Jay might be <laughs> hopping on board That's why that. he's wearing the shirt. That's why we're the shirt. <laughs> Blue Jay sponsoring us? We had Kara on here. Yeah. She was telling me. Months, yeah. a, months ago. Yeah, was, she was like one of the first guests. Yeah. You know what today is, right? It's the 25th episode. It's our 25th episode? It's kind of important. Oh, shit. I was born on the 25th. So. That's oh, 25th of what? March. Oh, no shit. Full circle. Oh, See? man. It's, Planned it out. Yeah. yeah, it's real serendipitous. Yeah, serendipitous. <laughs> What's that mean? Yeah, I don't really know. It just sounds good. It sounded like a $10 word that you don't know how to use. Yeah, but you got a lot of those, bud. <laughs> a lot of those. Keeps them in his back pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so... And then also I want to just mention the uh, or the email, the bottom of the bill at gmail.com if you have any suggestions on popular opinions, any guests or questions about anything that you want to know about. Um, and then we have a couple shows to plug. We have uh, Side Hustles at Monster Mash on the 31st of October. Oh, yeah, and Joe's going to be there too. Yeah, yeah. Which day are you playing? I play on Thursday night. I hate you. I'm not yeah. going to make it. That sucks. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm going to try and get well, there Thursday. Yeah, I want to see Thursday. That'll be fun. Damn. Um, and then we're playing uh, dinner and a show at 1904 on the 21st. And then we'll be in the studio next week recording. So we got nothing until. How's that work with the dinner and a show? Do they like tell you what the course is going to be beforehand? Uh, I think well, I think you get a menu from from Spliffs. And then you can kind of pick because Spliffs 1904 are the same business. Right. So you get uh, you get a menu from them and then you get to order the food and you just sit at a table and watch the show, basically. Oh, OK. So it's not like a specific menu item for that show. I don't think so. I was told that was the dynamic. I don't know if we that's have a side hustle though. special. Oh, well, I'll, t- I'll reach out to Jason about it and see if we can work something out. Side hustle special is just a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> <Ham> and cheese <laughs> sandwich. Is it warm, though, or cold? It's cold. Cold, yeah. Can't even warm it up. No, <laughs> you can get the hell out of here if you ask for a tomato. No mayonnaise. Yeah, no mayonnaise We'll for give you sure. a pack of mustard. That's $25 extra. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but the mustard's warm. Yeah, the mustard's warm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, all right. Uh, Joe, you got any shows you want to plug? 
Uh, Monster Mash, it's, uh, it's going to be a pretty big one. Um, I'm doing Cervantes in Denver with the Sweet Lilies on the 30th. So it's the day after Monster Mash. So I know everyone listening to this is going to want to do Monster Mash on a Thursday night uh-huh, and yeah. then fly to Denver yeah, the next day yeah. to do that show. And then Holy fly just, back and, see yeah, us Saturday then, night. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that sounds affordable. That sounds so, good. Yeah, you know, just a normal day in the life of... Uh, pandemic musician. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I most think, of us are still out of work, but yeah. And then on hey, top I'm of it, lu- I'm lucky. I'm yeah, super no, honored. Definitely no traveling thing. That's that's like we're we're playing shows, but they're all local. Yeah, you're far from home. M- aren't mine you? are loco. Yeah, yeah loco. loco. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah you you're did you did you comment? Uh, I know that you just got done playing like three shows in Orlando, right? At the new standard. At the new standard. Have really you guys played there yet? No, yet. I really want to go though. We got to make this happen. I would For love sure. To play. This is we're calling we're calling you out now, Nate. You're, you're getting us in there. <laughs> I, I like to play that, but before that, what did you, was that your first tour? Yeah, so we did Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Blue Jay last night. And that's that's been all you've been doing? No, I've I've got out. A few times I came down in June and did, I think, three nights at the Standard, and then I was back in August for the Jerry Garcia celebration. Where was that at? At the New uh, Standard. Uh, Standard. Okay, cool. So, That's like your spot now. But, but all of it's been in Florida, though, right? Yeah. Oh, I've played back home, and so I live in northwest Indiana, so I've done some like little restaurant but just local gigs style. around there. And but it's like Disney World down here. It's just it's open. Yeah, it's just open. Mickey Mouse is hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I was just wondering if, like, you were – because that's what your normal uh, deal is, is is going around the whole country all the time like that. Yeah, but normally. Like you're saying. So, how, so, so Denver's opening up for one night for you? Um, I, it's just all kind of uh, how everything works out. So I've got some friends who are bringing me out for a little private party oh, on oh, Halloween. There you go. All right. And so I was talking with the Sweet Lilies, and they're like, hey, we're looking to do the show. You want to be a special guest? So it kind of just worked out good that I was – there at the right time that's awesome man but yeah I, I think yeah florida is like the haven for musicians right now. it's about yeah. to be yeah. <laughs> yeah when it gets cold everywhere else hey, we'll take them all i'm down for that <laughs> big old super jam wait on uh was it saturday uh, brock butler from p groove came and sat in with us and i just found out he was living in fort pierce Fort pierce yeah, yeah. he's down there now yep what yeah. so yeah it was like hey come on out jam that's amazing. Did, have you seen? Uh, I don't know where it was, but the, the P, uh, professional groove had like a uh, some video thing where it was like they have like projector screen and in a, a three sixty circle, right? Oh. Wow. And then they're just playing um, in a room, almost like you would like practice with your uh, band. And then uh, they have Zoom calls where like the faces of the fans are watching you. Yeah. And so I was like, holy shit, this is the Matrix, yeah. like for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, where y- your fans were literally there, and you could like look up and you like could the see NBA them. Where yeah, they're in the yeah. Back. It's it's almost like the NBA, but it was like a full circle. Bro, we were talking about that in the podcast with Ben. Like as mean? soon as this thing happened. We were oh, like about like that. somebody needs to do that. Yeah. Well, or they somebody did. was gonna start doing it's, it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I know. It's wild. I, and it looked it looked better than any sort of. Uh, a stream show because it's like they were also like showing the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The missing element. I thought it'd be cool. You know, they have the like 3D projection mapping. Yeah. If you could integrate that into these live streams. Oh, you mean and then. So like 3D animation over overlaying the band. So you're watching the, a band play, but then you also get the visuals from a show. Oh. 
That'd be so get to work, Anton. Yeah, so I, still, it, I, still, I, still, yeah. I still don't understand your vision. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to, but yeah, but I, I don't know where that was. I thought it was in Florida, but I didn't know that. Oh, I think they, Brock was saying they did a stream. Was it in Atlanta, maybe? That would so probably that make sense. what you were talking about. I'll, I'll show it to you later, but it was just like, holy shit. Yeah, I want to do this for sure. Yeah. But you got to find uh, new creative ways to get the music out. I'm that's saying, for man, sure. Yeah. Um, so Joe, how'd you get, where are you from originally? Are you, uh, so I was born in Illinois, but grew up in Northwest Indiana in a town called Crown Point. And so that's where I'm still at now. Okay. You're still there. I've mm-hmm. had it. I've had to take claims in Crown Point, Indiana. Oh yeah. I know where that is. Nice. It's uh, just right up by 65. Uh, what's your, uh, your, your background coming up playing music and stuff. So I just like lucked into it by accident, honestly, no musicians in my family. And uh, growing up, my buddy Jeff Cunningham always played acoustic guitar. So I remember it was October 1st, 2000. He sold me my the first guitar I bought for $100. Wow. And so it's just like an easy reminder to always look back of like, okay, it's been 20 years now. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, you know, just like hearing him play like, you know, Sublime and songs on the radio and stuff. It was like, yeah, that'd be sweet. I want to do that. So got into the classic rock stuff. And then I went to uh, music school at Indiana State and studied uh, theory and harmony and stuff and that's when it just really took off with jazz and classical music and just like fully opened up the floodgates so now the background's a little bit of everything honestly yeah would you say you came from like more of the jazz aspect of it or the classical aspect i mean more just like blues and classic rock was the foundation and then definitely got really into jazz in college and then when you graduate you're like Oh, I want to play jazz, and then there's nowhere to play jazz in the real world. <laughs> oh, so the performer, you mean? And and, yeah. and and try to get paid. That's not going to uh, happen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, then sure. my whole kind of goal with the Joe Marsnick band was putting like sophisticated harmony over groove stuff. So like you know, if an audience can still dance and have a good time, but it's not just simple songs. You know, it's got a little more on. the to chew on so that's kind of like the original sound and it's grown since then to incorporate more stuff but yeah it's definitely a big jazz influence but trying to figure out how you could play it and not completely lose an audience it's yeah. like walking the tightrope totally man because you get if you get too far out there even if it's groovy sometimes if you get too far out there you kind of lose like Schofield had that like, great concept like throughout the 90s with the Agogo record and, yeah. and all that stuff when it was like kind of groove bass but a lot of jazz harmony and then even but even i would listen to that while i was first getting started and just kind of get like okay this is a little bit much and i, I really love it now but just yeah it, it, it's easy to lose people with, when you get a little too far in the yeah. jazz stuff you know well and i think you can do like a nice wave where you like you go out a little bit and then you bring it back and maybe play something a little more simple yeah so it's like you know, come, come with me for a little bit. Let's go on this journey. Okay, we went too far. Let's come back. Yeah. <laughs> Give you something sweet now. Yeah. You guys do a great job of, like, adding a lot of, like, the dance element. Into, like, like, last night at Blue Jay, you guys went into some straight, like, Jamtronic <laughs> shit. It's badass. Kara had to be cringing so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, man. She was, like, back then. She was, like, how do I tell people to not dance right now? <laughs> what the fuck? 
It was like full on Jamtronica. Yeah. That's so got that's got to come a lot from uh, uh, what was, what's the drummer's name that you were with last night? I oh, Jason. Jason, yeah, because Iota, right? Yep. And then Steve Moles from Particle. Oh, like, yeah. You put those two people and together. Matt Lapham, like, yeah, and then well, Matt Lapham, his like favorite all time is Apex Twin. So it's just like, yeah, that I could see. I was like, is it gonna be like a dance party at this oh, yeah. show? Yeah. That, uh, I really wish I could have made it. I, I I was hoping to like you know like get like a plus one to sneak in. But I was like, that's gonna take money. Oh away man, from. we would have got you in there. Yeah, but it's just like that's not fair because it only got so much capacity, and then it's like fifty bucks. I'm like, yeah. I wish them like only break a leg, but but you know. <laughs> yeah, next couldn't time. couldn't make it. I really wanted to go though. I, I watched I watched a couple of the little live streams that you played. It was it was, it was pretty dope. Oh, I was nice. like, I don't know how to play that song. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was calling him out last night because yeah. he didn't remember all the melodies he learned a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I like, so he's like he's like, come on, bro, you got it right. And I was like I was like, fuck, man. He's like, come on, Anton, come on. Oh goddamn, was gonna will him, <laughs> will him to play the melodies. I actually did in hyperbole on the last yeah, time around. I, I grabbed totally. it. I was like, fuck yeah, all right, I got it. Yeah, we the, there's two songs that. I, uh, that I still remember playing of yours. It's the I, I don't remember the names of them because they're instrumental. But the one that's the da I, I can't even remember it. The da da da. da funnily. funnily, funnily. Yeah, we played that yeah, one. Yeah, that's what you're too. saying. That yeah. you guys had played that. Yeah, right we band. played. We, yeah, we d- we do homage. Like we always mention your name and everything. But and then the other one that I just played for fun on my time is the da 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 da. Hyperbole. Yeah, that's the one we played last night. So and I I'll just play that on the Nord like electro road sound. I just like the way that it sounds. Nice. I'll do it for fun. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, that's it's a great riff. That's the goal is to to have some fun with it. It's a good it's a good song. If like a year later you're just like I still know how to play this. And, yeah, and, you, you know. still remember the melody yeah. and everything. So congrats, it's I guess. Stuck in your head. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Like it's physically fun to play on piano. It's just like just just the fast. way the runs. And yeah, then it's yeah. like in B flat, so it's just like or B flat minor or whatever. So it's just really easy to to play. I think it's in B flat minor. I'm probably it's wrong. Like a B flat. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got it right. Yeah, oh yeah. Still got it. Year later. Yeah. It's not like the horn players when you're a guitar player and you write some song in A or E and no. then they have to go like in some crazy key and yeah. you're like, how am I supposed to play this? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's easy on guitar. You just move up a half step. Right. <laughs> I am. That's what he tells you all the time. So all you have to do is play the same fucking shape. Just move it up. It's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't not. work the same on piano. <laughs> yeah. no, it does not. Yeah. that's yeah, Usually it's singers that are like, yeah, we should go. I could sing it lower. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, hit the transpose button. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know tons of keyboard players that do that. Well, yeah, that I everything's in C then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of keyboards, you play keys as well. Yeah, I dabble. So is that do a so little dibble dabble? <laughs> a little dibble dabbling. Was that your first instrument or was no, or guitar no, was your was first guitar. instrument? And then I went to trying to think. I think I went to Best Buy, like the day after Christmas or something because I had gotten some money and, you know, bought, like, the basic beginner keyboard Yamaha $80 one. Nice. It was like, oh, that's how you make a C chord, C, E, G. And then it was like, oh, you can play keys, you can join a band. (laughs) So, like, I was playing in a band after, like, having bought a keyboard and practiced for maybe a month. No shit. Because, you know, no one knows keyboards, so if you can, like, semi-play one correct chord, you're already better than (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie uh, Frank? No. Okay, it's a movie with like Michael Fassbender, but it's literally about like a like a band and like recording an album, and they're like a super like experimental band that takes like a year and a half li- living in a cabin in the middle of Scotland. But what's so funny about it is the That's guy true. gets his his uh, uh, opportunity to play keys because the keyboardist tries to drown himself in the ocean because he's going crazy because being in the band sucks. It's like a dark twist. <laughs> but the, the reason the, how he gets hired is like, can you play C, F, and G? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, you're hired. Yep. <laughs> 
It's like bass bass players and keyboardists. Like if you could play either instrument, you're gonna get a hundred gigs. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. Billy thinks that bass is the easiest instrument in the planet to play. Yeah, one note at a time. It's yeah, what can be. <laughs> That's, it that, can be for sure, yeah. I'm can being, be. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You, you play you play bass in a uh, contemporary Christian uh, music service. Yeah, that's <laughs> you could do that like on or two, con- two bars of Xanax and nail it. One, five, one. Yeah, yeah, that, one that's five. a little tricky, Joe. <laughs> one, yeah, right. Country's probably the easiest thing. until you start to get like really fast, like shit. Then it's a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah, just know. one five the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, did you get started? Playing in Crown Point, you, you you play a lot in Chicago too, right? Yeah. So what what where would you say like the scene that you kind of got brought yeah, up in, in Northwest Indiana? Okay. Um, my buddy who passed away last year, Scott Larson, used to run an open mic at uh, like the local watering hole called Finnegan's, and so we'd go up there every week and you know bug him, hey man, let me play, and he was like the coolest guy. He's always invited us up to play. Nice. Some, you know, my friends growing up, and then um, yeah, I had a band in high school. Um, then when I went to school and, um, you know, played down there, uh, graduated and did a short, uh, internship in Montgomery, Alabama. So then when I moved back home from that, that's when I really started gigging out. Okay. So yeah, in the beginning it was all just like local Northwest Indiana bars and then slowly started to spread out in Chicago, Indianapolis. And it's, it's cool where I'm at, you know, you can draw a big three to five hour circle and there's you know, hundreds of different places to play. You go up to Wisconsin, Michigan. It's kind of like the state of Florida is like 18 different markets. Yeah, you know? totally. So, you know, we have that in the Midwest. And, you know, with my band doing the different members, it just made it so easy to travel because I could just go and then team up, you know, like with you guys or whoever the band was. And so it really made it easy for me to network with all these different players all over the country. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, have you ever played the Slippery Noodle in Indiana? No, or in no, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. places. Uh, I just, yeah, I just, every time I hear about people playing in India, I'm just like, I played at that place one time mm. a long time ago, and it was just a very cool little spot. Have you, have you been there before though? Yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of good acts that go through that place for being like a smaller kind of club. Yeah, I- Indy's got a real big jazz history. You know, um, JJ Johnson was there, Freddie Hubbard, Wes Montgomery, all yeah. came from Indianapolis. So there's a really strong jazz scene. Um, Jazz Kitchen's another venue that, you know, they bring, or prior to the pandemic, uh, the olden days, you know, a lot of touring groups would come through there quite often. Right. Yeah, I've never really hung out in Indy too too much. Just played that one club, but it seems like a, like a, it's got like a pretty solid scene. I mean, all those air, like all those Midwest cities, like Chicago's got a pretty booming scene I hear oh, as yeah. well. Excellent. Um, have you spent a lot of time playing around there? In the city? Yeah. Um, you know, not like it's different when you live there, you know, then you're really immersed and you go out every night. So at at the most, I was probably playing once a week. Um, funny enough, when you ask about keyboards, I joined this, um, Grateful Dead cover band called Terrapin Flyer and they did every Wednesdays at the Abbey pub. So that's where I really got to like cut my chops, learning the dead stuff, but I was learning on piano. So it was always funny. It was like, I don't know almost every dead song on piano, but on guitar, which is my main instrument, I'm yeah. like, don't know, you know, don't know the song. That's wild. So, you know, and so doing that, that was every Wednesday. So then if I had like a gig on a Saturday or something in the city, you know, that was I don't know, probably around seven years ago. So at that time I was playing downtown a lot more. Um, lately I had been on the road a lot. So 
you're not not really in any city. It's just like here for a night and then we're on to the next. Right. Yeah. You kind of like you're not really a local musician anymore. Now you're just like a you're a, a gypsy. Yeah. Gypsy, basically. <laughs> I was going to call you a satellite musician. Satellite. satellite musician. All right. I like, like it. I just see I before before all the Corona stuff like, yeah, I saw you just like every single city in the country. And then I was just like just different. You just hire a band. It's the most incredible thing. I've never seen another musician do that. Is there a name for it? Where you just hire um, a band and then be like, I'm going to hire you guys. Well, th- there's different traditions. Like the old Chuck Berry method was he never had a band. He no would way. roll in the town and the local union or whatever would arrange a band for him. Interesting. You know, so so that is similar to that concept, but I took it more into like the Super Jam concept, which do you guys know Matt Butler and Everyone Orchestra? I, I know everyone, everyone orchestra, orchestra, yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of, I mo- modeled it more after that, but where they're completely freeform, they don't do any right, songs yeah. where I'll, you know, play some of my songs and cover songs and stuff like that. So there was different, you know, pools of, of people I took to model that concept. It's, it's got to just be so nerve-wracking, though, like being like, okay. It is and it isn't. Uh, well, like, I can't imagine me, like, reaching, because you do, you reach out way early in advance, and it's like, hey, it's like three months, we'd like for you to play uh, learn all these songs, and we're gonna go play it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Learn this song. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I did when you, w- like when you, when you, when, uh, when you hired us to do You're it. Like I, I did learn the song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you hired us to do it, I was like, holy fuck, I got a lot of work to do. So I, that's all I did for like weeks and weeks. But I, I can't imagine like is doing that every night of the week. No, with a different band. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, how the how the hell do you just like show up and just be so? Because when you showed up, I didn't know what to expect from you, and you were just like so calm about yeah. it. I'm like, you haven't even heard us play once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't you don't know. I when, was trusting this guy right, mainly. Right, you guys yeah. met him, you talked to him, and I, that's how we got at the gig. But like, you you didn't know it. Like, I don't know. That's it's, part of the fun, though. Yeah, I guess so. Um. Because why would you take it if you couldn't, well, couldn't do it? But. Yeah. And I, I was playing with a band for a while back in Northwest Indiana. And I don't want to say it got to the point where it was going through the motions. But, you know, you get so comfortable with certain people that it's like, I know every time the drummer's going to do the same turnaround, the violinist is going to do this or whatever. So it's like with this group, the Joe Marsnick band, every night you have to be completely open and in the moment. You know, you're using your ears. You can't go through the motions it's not possible like you haven't played with these people before so what i find typically is that everyone is on their toes and they're actively engaged that is true so even if you don't you know we've never played together we're so like trusting in the moment that we have to get this right yeah that we're giving you that extra effort that when you have a band that's played for years they kind of i'm not saying they take a night off but you have this more laid back approach of okay i know the music i don't have to be so present in it yeah. where it's like oh crap we've never played together we've never rehearsed we gotta like really make sure this is going on yeah right. i i will say yeah for sure i do you do you advertise that though do you be like we've never played together like put that on the flyer and then or do you think less people would show up if that was the case because as a jam band musician i would be like holy fuck they've never played together i want to go see that well, most people in the scene, that's what they want is something it's, different every is the night. jam. Yeah, exactly. And so the, the one of the cool parts I like is do, you know, go through three-fourths of the show before I say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it blows everyone away. They're like, you guys sound like a tight band. And I'm like, yep, we've 
half the time you've just met that person, you know, 10 minutes before we're about to start. Yeah, it's it a win-win just... either way. Because it's like, oh, like, look how awesome we are. We never played to each other. And then if we suck, we're like, yeah, well, we never, well, we never played. Yeah. So. <laughs> We've got the out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, sorry. It was first night. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's, it, it, is a, it is a wild thing to have to do because it's not just about pulling the musicians together it's also that you're booking yourself and you're managing yourself so you have to oh, yeah. you have to never be, ends yeah that's i was thinking about that this morning as i was kind of like, like thinking about stuff to ask you i was like uh holy shit i get stressed out when i know i have to book something just for like you know like a few months out once i get down to, the, to like the, the like the like the wire i start getting anxiety but you have to then put together a band too mm-hmm. with and like you don't use just like typically you don't t- like use just like local guys like you'll you'll use pretty big names a lot of the time to tr- to tr- it, like. it all depends you know like if the budget's there to fly people in or, or use someone more established yeah but then it, it works both ways because then you have a name to help advertise sure and that's what i found trying to break into new markets when i was playing with that other band it was like it was impossible to go to a different town and they've never heard of you yeah how are you supposed to sell tickets you know no, you're lucky if you team up with another band but then you're opening and have to crowd's not there so when i can say you know say i go to san francisco and i remember the first time we played we almost sold the club out you know over 200 tickets it was because i had tony hall there with us and joey porter so like they're already have a name value it's still a brand new band so it's like all these different factors it's ingenious the life hack yeah Yeah, it's it's ingenious but like holy fuck like it's it would it was a lot of work not a lot of the work it was just the anxiety level for me would be through the room. Well, I, you know, I don't think I can handle. But you got guys like Tony Hall and people like that. You you know you're gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, it's gonna be good. Well, you know? it's improvisation. You know yeah. that that is a skill that if you have anxiety, you know that's it's not gonna work out well for you. You know because yeah. the whole idea of improvisation is to be in the moment, sure. and react. Um, and so it's almost gotten to the point now where it's like it's it's such a rush of adrenaline yeah. that you get addicted to it yeah and so it's it was like, definitely a lot of fun wouldn't you like to have a set band i'm like no it takes all the fun away yeah, yeah i can see that but but there is one other cool thing that after so then you have the initial we've just met each other that's maybe we play one night or four nights but then a cool part that I'm lucky for is then to know you guys for, you know, year, two years or whatever and get to play. And so you develop this chemistry over a long period of time. Like Steve, the keyboard player last night, I've been playing with him for seven years. We might only play four or five times a year, but each time that connection is strong, but it's not going through the motions because we haven't been playing every night. Right. You know, so it's like we know each other, but it's still new and it's still exciting. Yeah. yeah. And you have this like chemistry that's building over years. It's a cool camaraderie, too, because like there is I feel like there's like these moments on stage when you go when you get to these like these peak jams. And it's like it doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, like when you when you're communicating on that level where you just feel that everything's going perfectly. Yep. And you get there once or twice with that with that person, and years can go by, but you still have those moments on stage together. Man. So when you play together every once in a while, even though you've been doing it over the course of seven years, maybe a couple times a year or whatever, it's still like, hey, it's like having a conversation with an old friend, you know, or like an old oh, war buddy, you know what I mean? Big time. And not only that, I feel like we live for that one moment. Yeah. You know, like if every night or every show you can have that one moment where it clicks and you get lost in the song and maybe something unexpected happens, for me, like, that's a good night. 
You know, like, sure. yes, I'd like to play the song perfect and nail the chord changes and get the melody without flubbing something. But, like, at the end of the day, no one's going to remember that. Yeah. Unless, like, you really messed up or, like, right. dropped your guitar or something. Right. But, like, it was like, oh, my God. Um, you know, whatever song that was, they went way out for, like, ten minutes. And it's like, that's what you remember from that night. Right. So, so how do you set up a band to facilitate that idea? You yeah. know, and highlight that potential. Right. And so, you know, uh, this past weekend we played for three nights. So the first night was kind of like the feeling out because we had um, George Geekus play bass with us from New Orleans. It was the first time I met him. And so the first night, you know, it was good. But by the second night, it was like no one had to say anything. We were just like right off to the races. It felt good from the first moment. And, you know, no one's worried about playing the songs it's like he was comfortable then we were comfortable and it's like that's the best for sure and you kind of uh warranted that like it's that's gonna happen just because you're not rehearsing or anything right. like that like it i would rather not yeah rehearse <laughs> See, this is my unpopular opinion last week it's like practicing is for losers yes that's what he said last week. <laughs> or rehearsing is for losers yeah. just well, learn the songs and show up yeah. so so you gotta pre- you gotta preface that though no i know you gotta practice <laughs> you yourself have to rehearse. yeah it, no yeah you rehearse and, and that's like this Band also like I guess I weird said. sense of humor of like I get to see where everyone's at is like how much do you respect the music you know are yeah. you gonna show up and yeah. know the stuff or are you gonna show up and be like yeah, I kind of listened to it one time you know oh. show me how that goes yeah right like like with George he showed up knew all the songs wasn't reading any music and it's like that's the highest level of respect right there. yeah yeah you know and you just come in play it down cold. Because then you're not wasting everyone's time. We don't oh, have know. to spend two hours in a sound check just running forms. Yes, yeah, so I did. You, I could, I could, I could read sheet music. And what, that was another cool part, too, is this is the first time I've ever been hired for somebody where you send me sheet music. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, fuck Especially yeah. Especially guitar hey, player. Man, I try to make it as easy as I possible yeah, for you. Yeah, you got to, right? So there's no fuck-ups. But, yeah, I memorized all of it. And That's then, the way you got to do it. And then it makes it even that much more fun for you yeah. looking at it. Because you're like, bro, I sent you charts. Yeah, yeah. I sent you notation. <laughs> yeah, you got I no excuse. You the tracks. You didn't even, it's like, and the dog no ate my charts, man. Yeah. <laughs> the dog ate my Dropbox, bro. <laughs> the dog ate my Dropbox, yeah. Um, so I actually have – there's two questions I want to ask. Um, when you reach out to, to these bigger names, do you typically – like, what's it like trying to get – a lot of those guys are busy and they got shit going on. What's it like trying to reach out to them? Yes and no, though, because ev- no one plays every night. Yeah. So, so a lot of these touring bands will have a set, you know, schedule, and right. then they'll have time off in between. So something like what I'm doing is almost advantageous for them because they don't have to then join another band. They can just pick up a couple of gigs throughout the year when they're off. Right. So it kind of works out good in that respect. It's just – lining the schedules up is the hardest part right because yeah you know like say we really like the lineup i did last night well to get all three of those guys in a normal time yeah i feel like i have to preface everything i say with that yeah you know prior to pandemic like to get all those three of those guys might only be able to happen once or twice a year right because you know jason's with string cheese and they have their schedule and steve's got his and it's like so, so a lot of times and this happened a lot down at um green parrot in key west john loved that lineup with steve and jason and tony and he's like i want that exact lineup like that, that i was so lucky just to be able to do it once oh, you know like think about that yeah. I, I can't make this happen you know so i'm begging these guys all year long and half the time they don't know their schedule yet so yeah. it's like it, it is very tricky but it's also one of the reasons why i have to do it myself 
because if I asked an agent to come in and book it, they're going to be like, okay, well, tell me who can play this gig, you know, six months down the road. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hopefully, Steve, but maybe not. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. That's you literally have to do it yourself because of that dynamic. Yeah. And it's like all these are personal relationships. So. You know, it's not like going through one agent to talk to this guy and then another agent. So do you, do you ever find that, that, that barrier where you have to, where like if you're reaching out to somebody, you have to go through their manager or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say about half of, of the artists will have, you know, an agent or a manager or something that, you know, and that's just, it's easier for them. I mean, they keep it organized. You know, us musicians are not the most well-organized folk. I feel that. That's why I want a manager real bad. <laughs> um, but, uh. Yeah, and so then there's the other side of, of doing the uh, like the uh, one of the risks of doing what you do is there has to have been scenarios where you've met somebody like the night of and just didn't click with them. Has that ever happened? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> I don't want to name names. Sure. But yeah, yeah. There, there was, you know, and you guys know my songs aren't hard, but if you don't have an idea of what's going on, you can't like BS your way through. It. Oh right. no, yeah, you can't bullshit it at all, like it, at all. So and, and the worst is bass players, because like. Keys you can just drop out, yeah, but course. if the bass player doesn't know the changes, it's glaringly obvious yep. right on the downbeat that they didn't hit the right chord. Right. So yeah, there was one scenario where the bass player just didn't learn any of the tunes, and it was like, well, now what are we gonna play for three hours? You know, Fuck. we can do some cover tunes, but it'd be nice to play some of my original music. Yeah, of course. And so yeah, once you go through like two or three, and they're total train wrecks in front of people, you're like. Ah, all right. Well, can you see anything? Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll stretch it for out. twenty minutes. Just, Fuck, man. Just swap out the bass for guitar and just but, change but, instruments with them. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> but no, I'm pretty lucky to to have really there. There's only like one example where it was like really truly not bad, but it was just like you get disappointed because you know what the potential could be. Yeah, oh yeah, I've been there. And, for and it's sure. not that no one's a great musician. Half the time, the better musicians they are, the lazier they get exactly. because they think their talent affords them the luxury of not having to learn the song. A hundred percent, man. Yeah, I know. And it's like, it doesn't matter, you know, what level you're at. That's just comes back to respect. Like if you respect the situation, you're going to learn the song. Exactly. Now, so. what about a great, uh, and again, you don't have to name any names or even say if you don't <laughs> want to buy it. I love the dirt, bro. Is Anton yeah. Plume. <laughs> I did. I bombed. I bombed. Well, he gave me a solo, and I, I can't remember what what that was. I, and it was at the uh, Ringside Cafe. Ringside. Yeah, that that was a fun night. That was a fun night, and I, I I played well the whole night. It's just like it was time for my solo, and I just bombed. Yeah. That, that might be the worst I've ever bombed on stage. Really? I, I just I, don't I just even I, remember. Well, good. Yeah. But okay. I, uh, uh, I, I don't just, remember like, either. I, I clam really I clammed up, and it was just bad. And, and then you're like, do it again. I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's go one more time. One more like, round. Yeah, I got it. And I kind of stayed. A little bit, and then uh, that that girl, that like prodigy guitarist that we you pulled up Stephanie. on stage, Stephanie, Stephanie yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was standing she'll right. be at Monster Mash. Oh, she will be. Oh, awesome, nice. man. I yeah. feel like she's the artist at large for it. Too. Oh, she might be. Yeah, she, she's incredible. But she she was standing right next to me, watching me. I was like, this is embarrassing. Yeah, it's like what, like eighteen, nineteen. <laughs> yeah, years like old. Mark Maya come up after you from a Java. Yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> like fucking. <laughs> I was I I I I, I don't have a lot of pride, so <laughs> uh, I I I thought I played well, but I bombed. I definitely bombed that cool. one solo. Well. And the best part about that is, like, sometimes that's total perception. Like, you might yeah. think you played terrible, and then someone in the crowd will be like, man, that was the most amazing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't think anyone said that. I mean, you, might, you never, never know. know. You never know, you man. You truly never know. And I, that's, I faked it, though. That's you know the I mean? greatest thing about, like, being an improviser. 
I can't talk today. Improvising musician yeah. is that like you get to wear your feelings on your solos and your your music. Yeah, and so it's not like it destroys the idea of a competition and better. Like yeah. right. it's subjective. It's this guy tells his story this way, and it's like you're never going to be Mark, you know, like he's grown up his way and, and had life happen to him. So it's like, as soon as you stop focusing about that, it's like complete freedom. Yeah. You know? Like you just do whatever you do. Don't try to be this other person. Cause you can't be that person. Yeah, you always want to get better and learn more about your instrument. Yeah. But if you're more committed to what you're doing, it's everyone's going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it way more than like just trying to be perfect and be the most technical, you know, or whatever it is like, just be unapologetically you. Yeah. And everyone's going to fucking love that. That's shit. true, man. Yeah. That's some good sure. wisdom. And yeah. that's like the, like the biggest thing I've learned with playing with all these great musicians is like, it's not, there's not some secret scale or secret notes or anything. It's just that these guys don't give a fuck. They are coming in to crush it. Yeah, they're not sure. hung up on. Okay, this guy played with him or whoever. It's like no, we're we're just doing it. Yeah, that's that's one of the hardest barriers for me to, to break through. It's like I try like when I'm soloing, I try to be as true to myself as possible. But there's always this voice in the back of your head, like, oh, Schofield wouldn't have done that though, right? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Hearing wouldn't have done oh, that. Man, Woody, you can't do that. Shit like that. I'm just like, do, do you even do you sound like anybody good right now? It's just like that's that's the kind of shit that starts happening. And sometimes it's that voice isn't there, and those are my right. best nights. But it's like I think that, but you know, maybe I would hope that's not a unique scenario to me. I feel like every musician yeah. ha- is trying to battle that ego. Oh, all the you know time. what I mean? And it's like, a, yeah, it's 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 wild the, that that pressure we put on ourselves just so we can have a good time because we did mm-hmm. this to have a good time. We didn't do this to yeah, like. Why are you doing this? You know? Y- yeah, it's just like it's like what, like, what do this we? This isn't whiplash, bud. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So what do we do? I watched here? Uh, Saturday Night Live and Jack White was on, and he he. Uh, had these like he put like three of his songs together and it was really cool a mashup uh like a mashup right but then he did like guitar solos over each one of them and it 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 didn't even sound like a guitar anymore it was it was like oh like his effects are crazy crazy, right but uh uh and then like like the uh uh it didn't even sound melodical like he was even doing a solo anymore but the fact that he was like so into it he just looked like Mm -hmm. the coolest person of all time but if you if you were to put it on paper and be like this is garbage (laughs) but the performance of it was so good yeah and so yeah like you said be unapologetically yeah well and there's i think there's something true to that where if if you're really enjoying it yeah that has a bigger reach than if you're in your head about it oh yeah you know and like you're like you're saying like the goal is to have a good time so if you you can't have a good time doing the thing that everyone else is having a good time about like I don't know. Yeah. Like, what are you doing it for? Exactly. Like, that's what I, I hate people that just like stand on stage and have to look so hard and never crack a smile. And it's like, I'm having the best time of my life. Yeah. Like, why would I not smile and emote that? That's exactly no, the only person that gets away with that in my book is Derek trucks. Well, Cause he just sits there just like, but he's so focused like on what he's once doing. Once in a generation player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gets all the passes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah, like so, like for instance, last night when we uh, on the last song that we we ended with, like we like we started trading back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was, was madness, bro. I was just, I was <laughs> cracking up on stage because I was having such a good time. But if I went back and listened to what I was playing, 
I know I was hitting tons of wrong notes. Oh yeah, me too. Or, or like, for sure. or like, I wasn't uh, when we started harmon- harmonizing on shit. <laughs> I wasn't actually harmonizing with you on everything perfectly. Some altered harmony. Yeah, some altered <laughs> harmony. But uh, it's just the fact that we were up there just having a great time, just letting loose, and we weren't thinking about like a standard to try and reach. It's just like fuck yeah. it, man. We're in the moment. We're jamming. We're having a good time. Just fucking go for it, you know. And that's I think that's what performance is, anyways. Maybe when you can be a lot more technical and like let's try to create the most amazing yeah. thing in the studio. On like an actual Big record, time. but yeah, for a performance is for fun. Have a good time. Let's yeah, go. that's well, and a I good think way to describe maybe it, yeah. that's getting lost somehow now with the stream aspect. Yeah, because everyone's doing these streams from home now, and it's like you're getting so caught up in your head because the audience isn't there. You've yeah. lost that feedback loop. Yeah, you know. But at I still even watching a live stream, wouldn't you? It's more entertaining to watch someone having fun. Yeah, than to like. You know, play this concerto, you know, 100% correct. Sure. Like, that's cool, but you're probably going to get bored after a little while. Yeah. And that's but if they're cra- cracking jokes and got hot dogs flying through the air and stuff like. Yeah, definitely hot dogs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> flying hot dogs. Yeah, flying like, hot dogs. Right. <laughs> but do, do the buns have wings or are the buns the wings? The buns are the wings. <laughs> <laughs> the buns are the wings. So does that mean pigs have wings? Pigs can fly? Well, what they are a hot dog. They're a hot dog. Some, Unless it's some a beef, part of beef sausage. Unless it's a beef sausage yeah. and they're not or pigs alligator. flying. We're in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I never had an alligator dog. They uh, What's the joint in New Orleans right on Frenchman? They've got like a hundred different types of hot dogs, and one of them's uh, okay. alligator. It's so real? good. Yeah. So good. Gator Tail's good. It is. Get you some while you're in Florida, bud. Gator Tail's good. <laughs> gator Tail is very good. I, lo- I love gator. It's actually really good. A little fishy, but surprise. Sorry, not a little fishy. Surprisingly fishy, but it's really good. It's like fish chicken. I- is that yeah. an unpopular opinion or no? No, no. no, no we're not there yet. Yeah. If you want to hold on to we're that for We're just lift. letting it simmer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> not a big fan of alligator. It's just my unpopular opinion. <laughs> Cro- crocodiles, take it or leave it. Crocodiles are fine. Crocodiles yeah. are good. They don't get to be about you know, 10, 12 feet long. Alligators, not a fan. Sorry, actually, cro- <laughs> you're wrong about that. Crocodiles get to be much larger. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Steve actually crocodile. I'm reptilian, so yeah, I know about that this kind sense. of stuff. I heard alien. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Slowly revealing <laughs> your tail showing. You want yeah. to tuck that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> what really got away from us. Um, so I actually did want to ask you, um, you've so you've been like in bands where you like haven't been the band leader, where you've yeah. just been hired. Side man. Yeah. Side so, hustle. Yeah, exactly. You got do, it. Do you feel like that experience informed your ability to be a better band leader? Oh, always. Um, and also your experience as a band leader, does that make you a better side guy? Give him one at a time. Bob. Sorry. I just, no, he's <laughs> just lobbing them up. And yeah, I'm just <laughs> hit some home runs on these. <laughs> No, the best advice I got, Brent McPike, my guitar teacher in college, told me take any gig you can get. Now, this is when you're first starting. I'm, you know, once you get in your lane, maybe that's not good advice. But when you're first starting out, you don't know what you like or you know what anything is. So if you can be open to every situation, you're going to learn from it. I remember doing this gospel gig, and I was terrible, terrible, like playing everything wrong. And I was like, I got some work to do. But had I not done that gig, I might not have had that knowledge. Right. You know, and when you're first starting out, the biggest thing is is experience. You just need to be playing. That's how you get better. And for a lot of people, like, it's playing with other people, which prior times. I'm going to start calling it P2P. Yeah. Prior to the pandemic. Okay. Because, like, it, and especially in a band situation, you can't rehearse that. Like, you can't rehearse playing with other people. 
because some people play fast, some play so. Singers don't know forms. So, like, you need that experience to know how to back them up or support them as a uh, sideman. Yeah. Also, as a leader, how to give them cues when it's time to come in. Right. So, just taking any gig that you can learn from, you know, is, is huge. And going to open mics or, or sitting in, you know, and it's just like you got to build that musical intuition or whatever you know like your gut and it's not always going to lead you right but i think you get informed enough to be able to follow it and then the times it's wrong is like when you're surprised and you're like oh that didn't go to the fore that's kind of interesting yeah (laughs) or whatever it is you know that was something that i i really loved when i was getting started down south was going to the blues the blues jams and the blues jams were great man south florida's got this weird kind of like blue not a weird blue star it's a great it's actually a great blue scene it's, it's it's unexpected that it would be there a lot of guys that tour around europe and all that stuff so it was cool getting to get up there and play with these you know like jp soars and albert castilla and like big names in the blues awesome. scene and and you're just like you get to play and and why it was so great is because first off in blues you basically just solo for as long as you want until they tell you to stop. Unless you're the bass player. Unless you're the bass player, right. <laughs> you, you never get, get no to do solos. anything at all. You're just there. Just You're just there to provide some low notes. That's it. But if uh, you play the wrong low notes, you're, you're out. out. <laughs> oh, those guys are so wild with their shit, man. Uh, it's great because you really learn. Like, I played guitar with a, with, a, with a blues band for about a year. We did a lot of road stuff. And I learned. He was a, he was a harmonica player, a great one. But I yeah. learned about the nuances and all that shit, about like what they're looking for. In, in, in each player but it was great for the chops because yeah. you just again you solo for a long time and then, and then blues in, in blues they do these weird things where it's like it's not always like a 12 bar right. one four five sometimes they'll go, they'll jump to the five and then it's like just just listening for those little differences mm-hmm. allows you to go into other scenarios and just be listening for the, for the little tricky shit you know oh yeah and and what's cool about the blues is it's honest music you know it's it's not very complicated, so it has to have the feeling behind it, the right. emotion behind it. So any style of music can be informed by the blues. And for me, the best stuff has the blues as the foundation because oh, yeah. it's an emotion. You're feeling it. You know, It's not a technical exercise. Right. You're being able to take that and convey the emotion to it. So, man, the blues, that's where it's at. Yeah, I just man. got to play with uh, Eric Ailes a little while ago. Oh, that's so Ho- cool. Hope he's doing better. I heard he's in the hospital, so send our love out to him. But oh, shit, yeah, for sure. Man, he was just, like, blowing us away. And and he plays complicated stuff, but he also can bring it home and just hit you with the soul. Yeah, man. And it's like, woo, you he, get a taste of that, and you're like, give us some more. Yeah, he's got a fucking – he's got, like, a bite to his playing, man. You just – like just his energy and the way he attacks the guitar, but then his tone is just so piercing and. And like, Kara said she had him at Blue Jay coming up. She did. So they got a they got a reschedule because he's you know he got sick. But oh shit! Could you imagine seeing Air Gales at Blue Jay? That'd be quite. A, that'd be <laughs> a wild ride. I'll say that much. Yeah. And who's the other guy? He was playing with this guy Josh. Fucking. He's like a fusion blues guy, Josh something. I can't remember. Oh, his... from uh, Nashville. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I met him with uh, Eminence, uh, J- Josh Smith, right? Uh, yeah, Josh Smith. Yeah, the... you see the videos where they're just like going back and forth. So nasty. I'm just like, God damn yeah. it, man! You guys are just like took the took the blues to the next level, you know? Um, but they can weave it back in, you know. It's like you get comp. Like I was saying earlier, it's the wave that you can get complicated, but then you bring it back in. Right, right. So it's like in your le- intellectually. I can't. I said I can't talk today. That's all right. Intellectually, 
stimulating you know it, right it, it hits your mind but then it'll come back and hit you in the heart yeah so it's like a full experience i read i i watched this interview with josh smith where he was like i don't hit i don't go outside of the pentatonic scale when i'm playing blues i don't go outside the pentatonic scale until i feel like my body can't not go outside so i will exhaust those notes until the point where it's like I just have to get out of here now. But right. it, it was really cool because you'll you'll hear him play and he's got all these little nuanced things that he's doing and very just like his pocket and everything. And then it'll He'll be... Throwing a little run. Yeah. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then go that? right back to it and you're just like, God damn. Yep. The level of restraint that it takes to, to know all your options mm-hmm. and then just kind of give you a little flavor every, every once in a while, you know? Oh, yeah. I love that shit, like, man. Like cooking or something. Yeah. You know, Adding the right ingredients. Yeah, I love that. You were shit. doing it yesterday, though. I think was it hyperbole or I don't know. You like you played this blues riff, and then it was like you went into this little bebop thing. Yeah, like, like two bars here, two bars here, and I was like, oh, that was sweet. I do these little diminished runs. I'm just like, yeah, it's jazz. I'll do that. Jazz. <laughs> or else, or I, I'm also a big fan of doing chromatic runs up to a resolution note because mm-hmm. that just makes me sound go, jazzy go too. Go half step. Yep. <laughs> so that's my formula. Just hit wrong notes until you land on the right one. <laughs> and that is the definition of jazz. <laughs> Billy does not. Billy does not like jazz. I don't know. I, I don't understand it. I don't there's, a, there's a big, <laughs> there's there's a big, big difference. difference. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can play uh, jazz if it's written down on sheet music. Do you like the blues? Um, no. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do like... I. I <laughs> I do like uh, 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 blues. I do like the blues, um, but like you said, it's basically the same, like all the way, all the way through. No, I didn't say that. Well, no, I mean like it's it's following like the one four five, the the progressions and everything the like that. The formula, yeah, yeah, yeah. the formula is like exactly the same the whole way. And then the other thing that you said at the beginning, where it's basically just s- solos, lost solos, like, solos the whole way through. Yeah. So. Um, I do like it. I just don't know about it at all. Yeah, I've tried. Anything. I've tried to. I've tried to take you to school on it, and you're yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. This all sounds the same. To me. Exactly. Like, that's that's going over. His it's head. going over my head, and everything. Like, like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll show you like a slow blues, and I'll show you like a shuffle, and I'll show you like a six eight kind of thing, and then you're just like, it's all. It's just all guitar solos. Not, Is I'm it a guitar be, thing though? If yeah, you heard like a it's, good it's, piano it's, player. Oh man! Like when there was like a good piano player playing, I'm like, oh, holy yeah, shit, this like is great. Art Tatum or something. yeah, Oscar yeah. Peterson. But every time, like every time it's like a guitar, I'm just like, dude, it's uh, it's just a guitar solo <laughs> the whole time. Wheel, yeah, wheel, like, okay, we get it. Yeah, you get a guitar <laughs> next. <laughs> Let me hear the next guitar solo or the next one. Sorry, I think I, that's an unpopular opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. Well, I guess I did just out myself that. I don't yeah, like it. <laughs> it's, on it's on camera. It's on camera. <laughs> but I'm not being ignorant about it. I'm not. I'm not being like, oh, I don't. This is dumb. This is stupid. I'm like, of course I appreciate it. It's just more just like, I just. Uh, That's not, my not un- unpopular opinion. I like bass solos. You like bass? Oh, I love bass <laughs> solos. You like bass solos? Yeah. It might be because then I get a chance to like chill out for a second. Yeah. But yeah. There's also something the way a great bass solo sounds. Like just the bass is, as a soloing instrument sounds so pretty if you yeah. do it the right way. You know what I mean? I don't know. I definitely don't hate blues or jazz or anything like that. I definitely don't understand jazz as far as blues goes. I'm like, I get, I get. Blues. The reason why I like you, <laughs> the reason why I want you to like blues more, just so you can have some more in, like blues yeah, reflections those, those in your playing. Yeah, those piano chops and everything in blues. I, I want to learn more. That's about all. For sure. that, that's all, that's why it's like like you were saying. It's like the the best music, at least in my opinion, 
is like you can do all the fancy shit or you can be super simple just throwing a little fucking blues run in there you got me that's all you gotta do i feel you did you like new orleans music uh yeah like when we went there it was great is that what you're saying well, like the meters and like that. Like uh, yeah, Professor kind of Longhair, and it because it's a lot. New Orleans music blends blues and jazz, yeah. but in this like funky gumbo, yeah. and a lot yeah. of it is very piano heavy. I don't know. I don't so know. So I think if you dug into some of that, you'd really like Dr. John and uh, yeah. Longhair and James Booker and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I definitely have to get into it and and uh, uh, you know what's the word? Not get into it, like dive into it. I guess to really understand it. But um, like I said, it, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that hasn't hit you. It's just more of just like it. It's all kind of the same. I like stuff that like is new, or uh, I want to hear a new sound that I've never heard before, or like a new way of writing a song or something like that. That's kind of my favorite thing. Um, But as far as the old school sort of like the best like instruments, instrumental players or anything like that, I I appreciate it. Right. I'm almost just like, okay, you're you're good. Yeah, you're good at your instrument. Yeah, we and get then it. I kinda, yeah. and then I'm kind of just like, quit showing off. Well, it's not even that showing off. I'm not that because that no, makes that's you exactly sound like, what you say to me. That's that, exactly. It's like just stop, just you just fucking guys just showing off. Yeah, every it's just a bunch of soloing. That I, I mean, when you boil it down, <laughs> that's what it is. It's just it, who can play the best solo. Uh. <laughs> No, because it's not a competition. No, it's you. You're yeah. being you. I'm yeah. saying, like, exactly. where, where, bring it back. Exactly. Where, where are you throwing? Where's Where's Bruce Springsteen in this? Where's like the like Bruce Springsteen's great, great songwriter. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? But, but you want to hear the Bruce Springsteen of blues guitar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's what I Albert mean. Collins. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, well, I love Albert Collins. Well, I'm just Ice saying. Man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's the record. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I sound I sound ignorant, but that that I I've I tried. For years, I'm like, okay, I want to do this, and I'm like, I just, I can't get into it. I don't know. It's nothing wrong with it. I like, I like dance I know, music. Don't encourage them. There's a lot wrong with that, but it's fine. You can be you, bro. Yeah, be no, you. I know. Be you. <laughs> Unapologetically you. That's right. For instance, so when when we got hired to do this, and I was like, I've got to learn how to play this style of music. I was like. I gotta, I gotta do this, and I practiced my ass off to do it, and I just not very good. Yeah, <laughs> but I held. I disagree. I, I thought held, I, I held had my own. fun. But yeah, it was a blast. It, you would have never guessed, I guess, then if I if <laughs> if you knew me before you hired me that I didn't know how to play that then. Or just you so know So I did a good job. <laughs> yeah. I thought you did a great job. It's stop outing yourself, bro. People don't know the people don't live in your head when it comes to your ability to do shit. You know what I mean? So no, you know right. what I'm so I'm just I'm just saying uh about blues and jazz. Yeah, and I feel you. But speaking of practice, basically all we played. I know exactly. <laughs> Extended solos. No, I know. <laughs> but then you played the Boston song and crushed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I really liked it so much. What, that's what did we like play? That? My favorite song of all time. Really? We, yeah, it's a good one. I think we ended it at Blue Jay or and Ringside. And Ringside. Yeah. Okay. I made yeah. you guys play it at Blue Jay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I had to kind of play it. I was it. like, yeah. "Peace, I'm taking this one off." Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a banger <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But um, you got to know when to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I'm not faking my way through this song. That's 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 a tough one. Play to the fake power chords on the chorus, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, actually, we, speaking of practicing, is you uh, you talk about practicing uh, like on your own and stuff. Do you yeah. have time to practice pre-COVID? Like do, traveling so much, do you do you make time when you're at home to practice? At home, yes. On the road, it gets harder. Yeah. Um, just because a lot of times you're traveling all day, and then you know it's go to the gig, sound check, 
if you're lucky, go eat, play the gig, you know, back to the hotel, get up early, travel to the next day. So there's not a lot of time. You can make time, you know, by giving up sleep, but sometimes you're just so wore out that, you know, it doesn't happen. But the other the good thing about the way I was on the road, I wanted to play every night. So your chops are up because you're playing all the time. Right. It's not like you have a gig, then four days off, then a gig, because then you would need to practice to keep the chops up. Sure. But that's been one of the nice things about the pandemic is just being able to sit at home and, and write and just have a lot of free time to explore. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've probably came up with at least 10 new songs. Um, so it's all kind of stewing them about, like, do you want to do an album? I'd kind of started the series at the end of last year where I was going to do, uh, for my next album, a different lineup on every song. So more representing the band. And then, so we did one with George Porter um, in Atlanta, and I played with his trio. And then we did one in uh, February with Melvin Seals and the Galbraith Girls. Yep, I saw that. I heard, but those tracks are phenomenal. By yeah, the way. so so it was cool that you know it was going to be this whole concept, and then it kind of got derailed. So I don't know if I should just pick that back up or move on to a new concept. Yeah. But the other cool thing I did was was like, oh, I'm doing all this work in a studio for just one song. It's kind of a waste. So for both those sessions, I said, let's just improvise and make something up. So I was going to do like a bonus album of just the made up songs. That's cool. And so the two I got are pretty wild. You know, it's yeah. like each one is way different because it's just like, all right, let's just jam on something and record it. Where did you record at, you said? Um, so the one in Atlanta was uh, Diamond Street Studios. Okay. And then the one in Orlando was uh, Castle Door. Okay, cool. So the the ones you have on Spotify, Melvin and George, mm -hmm. right? Those the, those were improvised tunes you did? No, no, those were the ones I wrote out. Okay. But I have, you know, and two additional songs from those sessions. Gotcha, okay. Which, if I can throw a quick plug to my Patreon, Please, yeah. those songs are on there. Sweet. So feel free to check that out if you'd like to hear that and a, a, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, um, yeah. It's been another fun thing of every Monday, except for today since I'm on the road. <laughs> <Ooh. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try to put out new content every week. On Patreon? For the Patreon. So I've been like digging through, finding old recordings, stuff you know that I would just write on GarageBand or something, and just like try to do something new every week so it's a fun way to like force you to be creative especially right now where you know there's not a lot of gigging opportunity are you getting a lot of traction on patreon um it's since i don't have a band to split it with it, it's tremendously helping me so i really appreciate it you know it's not life-changing but no at this point you know it's probably a good i don't know three or four gigs a month so it's hell yeah that's awesome it definitely man. helps I, we, we're trying to get ours off the ground as well, but we're we're kind of coming up empty with the content yeah. ideas and everything like that. We're like, what can we do to put on there? But you're saying that you just put on songs that you're working on. Demos, yeah. Just demos and stuff like that. And people are they're like, I want to hear it. You know, I haven't no got offense. a lot of feedback, but people aren't canceling their accounts. So they, they're either not listening which that would be weird if you're supporting <laughs> and not listening yeah. it's like a gym membership or or <laughs> they enjoy it and yeah yeah right they're just like yeah we signed up i don't want to cancel it i got yeah. tons of money fuck it <laughs> yeah, <got> tons of <laughs> money. covid's doing well for me so yeah i haven't yeah. got a lot of feedback but 
you know, sometimes no news is good news. So. Yeah, yeah, true that. So if anything, it's helping me to just stay fresh and be creative every week. So you do mostly just do audio recordings, you do videos or what? Um, I I've done a couple of like videos. Um, I've got a drummer and a bass player up north who I play with a lot, Andy Sutton and Ola Timothy. So in the early days of the pandemic, like we were getting together once a week and just either do a live stream or we'd film a song or something like that. So I'd say it's maybe a little like 60, 40 audio versus video, but I've got quite a bit of uh, video stuff on there. How do you advertise for that? So, and that was a, a weird thing. A lot of it was social media when I started and then, you know, all the, craziness broke out in june and it was like "Ah, i don't feel right like posting about my social media when all this crazy stuff's going on in the world so like i kind of just stopped advertising for it and now what i'll do is i'll just share a link on you know facebook or instagram you know once i put something new up have you noticed a drop off in people signing up since you've been advertising less i was like it was cruising then june it was like yeah flatline but i haven't really been sending it out so you know it i i I guess it you know if if it's meant to be at a certain place it'll be there um and i'm happy where it is now so i'm not like really trying to push it yeah you know if it starts falling off then maybe i would you know really start spreading it but i think you can almost maybe overdo it and that's a fine line of promoting where you're like you push too hard and yeah. now you're pushing people away they're like okay we get it bro you got a show <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it shut up about like, it yeah it comes off as like begging almost like yeah. you're begging for somebody to contribute or to show up and, and like, you know like half the time the cool stuff is like other people talk about it for oh, you yeah, like totally. if you're really good you don't need to say anything about it yep. the word will spread because it's really good content or right. you know i'm sure you guys have had that with certain videos where it doesn't matter if you guys are all sharing it if it's a really good podcast it's going to take off right, yeah. right. or really entertaining. You know, I don't know. Like this one. Probably. How do you define the word good? <laughs> no, no one's going to listen to this. I was going to say, uh, it's, it's so tricky nowadays. Like how you want, obviously everybody to go to your Patreon or pay subscription service or something like that, where they have to pay to listen to you. But then, uh, the advertisement for that. If you don't put your content out for free, how the hell are they going to find it? Or how are you even going to get to that uh, level where they want to pay to see more? Yeah. So I, I don't know how to do that. Well, the, <laughs> the one thing I found is I've been doing this for like 10 asking. years. Yeah. So th- there's people that have supported me. So I think that's what I've gone to. It's not necessarily finding new people. It's people that have been following the band for 10 years Yeah. that like, they like what I do and they want to support me. So I'm, I'm lucky in that essence of having earned goodwill from playing for so long. True. True. And, and I don't think you can skip that step. You can't just like, you know, buy a newspaper advertisement and say, Hey, check out this. Like in, in the people want to support a band because they like them. Right. You know, it's, it's not, you can't trick people into giving you money. Like you can with your long solos and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, you, you have to earn that goodwill. And the hard thing is, especially right now, you can't go out and gig. So it's like, 
like you guys are doing this, you know, you're finding new ways to be creative and, yeah. and get your stuff out there. Right now, I gotta ask on these podcasts: Do you ever play, or is it all just no? Uh, uh, we wanted to uh, eventually, but I, I don't really. Have, we don't have the equipment to like make it sound as good as we want to yeah. and everything like that. Like we could do that, and it we we actually have had. I, I take that back. We've we've done. Uh, what two band streams? Yeah, and we, we have a, a sound guy come from 1904, Eric Kaufman, and uh, uh, it's like mostly acoustic. Right. Um, but to get like a full drum mics yeah, and you know, tough. it's 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 not that it would it could we could definitely do it. And, and even you've been doing it at uh, what's the the new standard? The new standard. Yep. Um, and that's what I wanted to do originally with this podcast was to be like Daryl's house and then be like, hey, you're on the road. Like, fucking come sit in and play a song. Well, that could be cool, especially now with a yeah. lot of venues being closed. Right. To, you know, to bring the concept to them and say, hey, could we do our podcast at your venue, you know, once a week or once a month? But I think you're the our first guest who's <laughs> from out of town. Yeah, you know most, I mean? most of our guests have been like local guys. Well, and yeah, yeah, no one's traveling. No one's right traveling. Yeah. That was the original intent. We, so we've, we've been talking about doing this podcast for about a year. Yeah. And then it was just, you know, but we were, we were on the road a lot and we were, you know, didn't gigging, just didn't have the time. And then COVID yeah. happened. It was like, why don't we just start doing this? But the original intention of the podcast was to actually get bands that are playing in town oh, to smart. come on and jam and do that so whole smart. thing. And then, um, you know, so that we're, we hope to get to that point. But as we've been doing this, this has been a lot of fun doing just like this setup. And then, you know, once we can get some sponsors that, that can, you know, put in some real uh, yeah, uh, Kara at Blue Jay. <laughs> Kara at Blue Jay. Not just free drinks. Uh, she's sweet. She's <laughs> or a sweet. meal. Actually, that is a, a pretty good that's a sponsorship. Sweet, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but once we can get so, once we can start generating some kind of income to reinvest back into what we're trying to do here, we can we can hire like Eric to come out and do a once a month thing with us and get a band on to, and jam yeah. with them. And that's what that's what the goal is with this yeah, whole thing. I kind of I, I wanted it to be like half. Daryl's house and half Howard Stern, like, yeah. like so seriously. So, yeah, like, because they have musicians all the time. Like, they have, they have fucking Metallica on, and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that they were, was a good one, <laughs> right? And they were just they were they were literally talking to them behind the their uh, musicians, yeah. and they're like, and Howard Stern was just like, yeah, I could just play under the stand, man. They're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the most badass fucking line I've ever. So I want to yeah. do that for sure. Yeah, but I've got some friends in uh, Illinois that do one called Tunes for a Minute. Mm -hmm. That's their podcast, and what they did was. They would get different musicians to come in, and the t two guys that host, Colin and uh, Ryan, are musicians themselves. So they either team up or just have a band come up with a minute of a song. You know, but it's all got to be brand new, and they got to come up with it together. That's cool. So that's yeah. actually how I came up with Funnily. Like, I, they were telling me about it, so I'm like, all right, you know, kind of thinking about it beforehand. So that's where I came up with that intro progression. The ADGC. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then um, during the podcast, he said something funnily. I don't know. It came up like just in the conversation. So like I married those two concepts together. Cool. But I thought that was like a creative way to do it of like bringing in these bands and they're like, hey, let's try to just make up a song for a minute. Yeah, that'd be Yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Just like different ways to uh, to pull some creative ideas out of people. We we have we have had a couple of live streams like that using this exact setup, yeah. and uh, but I thought it would be so cool to be like because you 
it would be awesome to have a whole band on and everything like that. But if uh, if it, even if it was just, just you or whatever, if we had a whole like band room set up just ready to go, and be like, all right, that, this is a great interview. Let's go play a song. Yeah, yeah exactly. And exactly. Have you done any on Zoom or no? No, not yet. Uh, we're on the fence about doing it because it's like. I don't know. I, I, I see it on like Jimmy Fallon or stuff like that. It just looks bad. Yeah. And, and then you have to worry about like what they're using, like their, yeah. their like laptop or if there's any time delay. And I don't know. And I want to. I would. You know what I mean? And there's an element about just being here, hanging out. Yeah. It's really hard to capture like over the phone or, or yeah. you know, whatever. So it's just like, yeah, it's uh, so, yeah, we, we've entertained it. But this just makes more sense right now. Oh, I feel you. That's kind of why I stopped doing the. I was doing some live streams earlier in the year, and it's just like, I don't know, it's just it's missing that element. You know, it's like one sixteenth of the thing you really love. It's yeah. not, even, and it has nothing to do really even with the audio or video quality. It's the fact that it's just you, and it's nobody else there. Yeah, yeah. The, the song ends, and it's this awkward silence, and yeah. you're like. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'd rather go watch the saxophonist uh, outside of public so that it's just uh, panhandling. Yeah. <laughs> you should stream him. You're right. There like, that would make more sense. But anyways. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we're the, full of them today. The, li- the, live stream, the live stream stuff, it was, it, I, it, like, as soon as everything was shut down, they're like, this is what we're going to do. We can all do this right now. And then it was just like, oh, it's so saturated. And they're. And like ninety five percent of them were bad. Yeah, the quality, yeah, the quality, that's, that's yeah. so hard to get something good. But sounding. we we did we did we like I said we did two really good ones. Yeah, we did the fundraiser. We did, we did a fundraiser for our album. We raised a lot of money, and uh, uh, your guys, you're gonna get your money back <laughs> soon. <'Cause we're, laughs> Another we, unpopular. Yeah, <laughs> uh, eventually. No, you got. We got you. We got you. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, we got we you. We didn't covered. actually sign. We actually went to the <laughs> casino <laughs> and lost it all. Yeah. Going to Vegas, betting on black skull. Yeah. Do- double or nothing. Yeah, double or nothing. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, studio stuff, um, what's when you're in the studio? What what uh what's that process like? Do you record just live, take through this tune, or do you do tracking like individually? Um, so everything I've done has been in the live situation. Slink was the most produced, and a lot of that credits Joey Porter, who produced that album. Um, but it was a collaboration of different ideas. Like, I'd send him song sketches, but he really took the helm as far as, like, you know, um, tone ideas and, and you know, adding percussion and, and different little things where like JM3 was an organ trio. So we just went in, three of us played each song. Who played it organ on that one? Adding, uh, Will Blades. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, for uh, uh, That makes sense now about Slink. That's the one that Bernie's on, right? Mm-hmm. I love that song. I, I We never played it, but I learned the whole solo to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. So good. But did, so Joey played that too, I imagine? Well, so... Bernie played the initial melody, and I'm Joey. Sorry, what? Joey did the outro solo. Bernie Worrell played on that album, and it, crazy as it is, ended up being his last ever recording. Oh, Holy shit, shit man. man, that's amazing! I thought I was just called Bernie as an homage to him because I was looking at the like year it came out, and I was like, oh, he passed away. So I was like, oh, it's like an homage to him. Mm-hmm. But that's him playing. Yeah. Holy fuck! I never knew that. That's amazing. I got to work with him. We did three runs in 2015. Yeah. And then we recorded that early in, in January of 2016. 
and I think he passed away in April, maybe. Yeah, Shit, exactly. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, I love the Talking Heads so much. That's like one of my favorite bands ever. Too, he wrote the language of the synthesizer. I know. Like, yeah, he's it's all of, Bernie. That's what I, that's what I was trying to get at too. Like that's that's my like thing that I hook onto is is synthesizers, electronic stuff like that. Like I want to I want to hear the craziest newest. Oh man, sounds. you would have loved mullets. He he's like oh. Uh, you don't think I know who Steve Mullins is from Particle? Like I've been obsessed with this since like 2009. <laughs> yeah, man. I call him Keyboard Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish I could have got Keyboard Jesus. He looks like Jesus. <laughs> he looks like Jesus, and he'll even play like this. He play. He does the. Uh, he uh, does. What's the what's what's that guy's name? Oh my God! I can't believe my other favorite keyboardist. Chris Angel. No. Mind no, Freak. No, the the dude from Yes. Uh, God damn oh, it, Wake Rick Wakeman. Rick yeah, Wakeman. Yeah, yeah. He does a Rick Wakeman pose, but uh, Steve Mullins is so skinny and, and has the long brown hair. He looks like keyboard Jesus. Yeah, that's what I'm calling him. There's just one. There's just one. Jesus. Jesus. There's just one DVD uh, uh, that I used to have. I can't remember the name of the like launch. I think was the name of Launchpad. Yes, and yeah. uh, uh, they had that DVD of, of him playing, and I was just like, this is this is most amazing. I want to be. I want to be Steve Mullins. Sorry. You should have came, man. I, I would have got I really you in. I, well, I just, I, I felt bad. I didn't want to take away. Bro. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. Sorry. Bro. Sorry. That was probably more of my fault. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I wasn't like. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of reached out to Tony. I was like, yeah, break a leg tonight, man. And it's like, I was like, and he's like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. And I was like. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a, it's it's with, with COVID and everything. It's just a weird time. It's right. one of those things where I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be. I don't want to because it's fifty dollar ticket. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, like, exactly. Just like, hey, now now somebody can't come in. Yeah. For you. Yeah, I think that it it probably does get to a certain capacity. Exactly. Yeah. Where she can't let anyone else in. Yeah. That's so. that's, that's kind of where I was just like. could have had him hanging out back in the. Uh, in the green room now. Now I've seen Could've I've seen that, yeah. that's the best view of the keys. Yeah, yeah I've seen true. particles so many times still. So like, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I I was a little a little little sad that I had to miss it, but I knew I was gonna miss it as soon as it was announced. All right, well, I feel like a dick, so <laughs> don't feel like a dick <laughs> too. I should have invited yeah, you. You came too, over here. Man. We're talking about it. It's cool. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it on uh, uh on the live stream and everything. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Jesus, no. Jesus, space. Keyboard we gotta Jesus. get a get a shirt made that says Jesus. Oh my God, I would. <laughs> it would be. It's so hilarious. I've I've had that as an inside joke for like ten years about Steve Allen. Keyboard Jesus. He looks just like Keyboard Jesus, especially when he does the the. the anyways. <laughs> and he's Jewish, so it's just like makes. Oh, he is Jewish. That better. shit. There Sorry. You go. Hopefully, I didn't just do a hate crime. Right? <laughs> 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 All right. Ooh, this is an early episode too. No, I know. <laughs> and I've just been drinking coffee. Good lord. Um so yeah, man. Uh so Slink was your most produced record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we went way <laughs> off the deep end. <laughs> Par for the course. <laughs> yeah, Slink and then Jam Three was the organ trio. So yeah, I mean with what I do, it's kind of like every project's gonna be different, at least for right now. You know, there's no, like, formula for, for the studio. Um, so that's why I was just really excited about the concept of, like, a different band for each track on the album would sure. be more representing what my band actually is. You know, so then – and I was also trying to do a video of every song, too. So then it's, it's like you get to actually see each of these lineups. 
Um, so who knows? I'll, I'll finish it, but I don't know. I've just I've wrote a new batch of songs that kind of feel like one album. So I don't know if I should do these current songs and then go back to that idea or incorporate those two into the new. Just like, yeah, and does it, it doesn't really matter right now. Like, if you release an album, it's not like you can go on the road and tour and promote it. That's no, what well, we've been that, coming yeah, across we're too. kind of in the same boat too. Uh, like we 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 wrote an album, and uh, while during Corona, we, like we wrote all these new songs. We're like, fuck, none of these are gonna be on the new album, and they're kind of better. <laughs> yeah, kind of better. Well, it's also like just we've been recording this project, yeah. and it's like we've been kind of not in a rush to finish it because What's what we're going to do release it yeah. and then just let just it just goes into the ether and there's no touring there's no nothing on it but so th- that could be a thing for the patreon uh, every you know that's maybe true, yeah. once a month or every week or something you like you do it that way as opposed to just putting out a whole album like you give them the whole process do of writing s- and recording it yeah that's interesting so just like maybe like give one song off the album a month onto the patreon and then or uh, even like if it hasn't been recorded yet like you send them the demo you know the first mix and then like you have different steps so you get to see the whole thing come alive so the real reason we started this podcast on is to have people like you come on and then just (laughs) so you can steal steal all our ideas (laughs) and i'm not fucking around we've done that at least four times at least yeah but that's a great idea usually not musical ideas more like we're gonna do that business stuff but yeah (laughs) oh business ideas. oh yeah so we're not gonna take your refs or anything like that i didn't sign a nda though exactly yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so it goes both ways you can steal our stuff Man, I'm glad I didn't invite him to this show. <laughs> yeah, right. This fucking guy, bro. No, I, I, I would have, I would have, I, I always, whenever I meet uh, uh, somebody that I've like listened to for like years and years and years, I, I go silent. I like his starstruck. So if you introduce me to Steve Mullins, I'd just be like, Hey, yeah, Jesus, hey, Jesus, bless me with your synth solo. Yeah, <laughs> And the drummer, the drummer from String Cheese too. I, I, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting his name. Jason. Jason. Yeah. Uh, I saw him. Uh, yeah. uh, play with. Yodo at Freebird back in like 2009 and when the first time like du- like dubstep was just happening and oh, I was just yeah. like oh my wobble god wobble this is the most amazing thing in the world because yeah. it's all improv and everything too yeah. so anyways yeah it was fun Jason's a phenomenal drummer man oh he's insane he's just like and super dynamic and responsive and just like I don't know bro there was this one song you guys did last night I can't remember which one you did it during sound check and then you played it again like halfway through the night um, it's got it's kind of it's like slower kind of got this like a newer one I think it's a newer one I, that's why I was asking if it was something that you've done recently or if it's like a cover but it was, was instrumental there a drum solo or no no it was it was really soft like the drumming was like it's like a just Maybe really it's called yes yes okay it's got like, it's kind of like a sus kind of thing like yep. vibe to it very chill <laughs> <All my songs. laughs> yeah yeah I feel that I'm the same way um, but uh, yeah it was it was such a pretty tune man you guys jammed really good on it was like I, I I stopped what I was doing. I walked yeah, over the stage and I was like, "Holy shit!" One. Okay. Yep. Yeah, love that tune. Yeah, it, it's weird that during you know this downtime, I've been able to write because initially the goal for writing with this band was I wanted songs that were easy enough where anyone could pick it up. Yeah. So if you write something more complicated, you're less and less likely to be able to play it in a throw and go situation. Yeah. So during this time, I had guys that I could write not right for but like who are helping me to flesh out these songs so it was like we could get into something a little busier it wasn't just like a 12 bar form or something right so right. that was one of those where it was like i knew i could take a little bit more 
you know, it's not just an AABA kind of thing. It was like a longer form, and then we added the improvisation in the middle. Right. So, yeah, that's probably like the most excited about. I think that song is the one I'm really digging the most out of all the new stuff. Is that going to be something? I guess you said that your thing is kind of like every album is different. Is that something that you want to do more of, more compositional stuff? Possibly. I don't know. I just, just like take it as it comes. Yeah. You know, can't really plan that out because it's like in, inspiration comes in so many different ways that if a bunch of just like you know 12 bar blues songs came to me tomorrow then i'd do that you right. know so right right it, it's the blessing and the curse though because you're not always inspired so if you just wait to be inspired you might never get inspired oh, yeah. i think about, i think about that all the time is like when i when i come up with a song i always think to myself if i hadn't have sat down today to write this song and i've just been like ah, i just don't feel like playing today yeah. the song never would have existed yeah, yeah exactly and there is a little bit of that forcing it out right so that's why i'm just i i always like to it'll be like okay just sit down and just mess around on your instrument for uh, like maybe like 30 minutes to an hour if that's you're not if, start every if you're time not gonna, if you're not gonna just practice a song or re- rehearse of, for whatever you're working on just sit down for like an, an hour a day and just mess around on it because who knows what's gonna come out of there yeah I mean, like, you can even go back to, like, you know. Do you ever find that, like, you'll get the germ of an idea? Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm really digging this. And then you go to develop it, and you're like, I can't do this. It sounds like this song now, or it sounds like that. Yeah, that is true. And then you just scrap the whole thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a mountain of uh, unused songs and riffs that I've I've made for sure. But still, my whole point was, like, yeah, like, about waiting for inspiration to come. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm definitely. I don't think I'm on that 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 side. I'm just just sit down and do it. It just happens by accident. It, it'll happen. <laughs> it, well, I guess that kind of is is the thing. But it's you're. It's almost like fishing. Like you're. If you're not gonna catch a fish, if you just go out there once a week, like you got to do it every day. Yeah. Or the longer that you put yourself out there, you play for an hour and not come up with anything. Yeah. That happens a lot. And I think writing <laughs> is a muscle you have to develop as yeah. well. Yeah. And there's like, exercises and stuff you could do, but yeah, because I found that too of like trying to be able to capture a feeling or an emotion in writing, yeah. so that the more you do it, then when you do have something that inspires you, you're ready to be able to to write a song about it because you've been working on that idea. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of crazy. But writer's block is a bitch for sure. I think uh, one of these famous composers—I can't remember if it's Tchaikovsky or Rachmaninoff or something like that—he had a nine years writer block where he didn't write anything for nine years. Wow. And he—he was like the best. Yeah. Yeah, I had an idea this morning that I just like it was came to me as I was like actually after listening to to George, I I was giving like another listen and listened to it in a while, and then I I heard the bass line. I was like, that's a sick bass line. That's my favorite part of the whole album. So good, man. And then I was like, the George Washington song? No, it's uh, just it's oh, the, the single. new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The single that's out there. Um, he co- he comes in. I think it's either the first or the second solo. He changes the line a little bit. Okay. Yeah. It's like oh. Yeah, it was. I it's, it was like infectious, and I got. I was gonna. I was starting to get ready, and I heard like a variation of that, and I was like. Oh, I'm gonna go record that idea before I get ready. <laughs> yes. So now I got like, this new idea. That I'm actually, I we, after we did that run with you, I wrote another song called nice. Living, "Living for the Day" that's based off of some changes. You, you do like these cool 
intervals of like it they're they're just it's just a three on the bottom like the third on the bottom of these chords well, what's i can't remember what song it was but it's just like a it's just you're climbing you're doing like these it's like you're like a third and then like the, the one at the root and a third on the root and then the one on the root it's just climbing up like that uh, chromatically what, what looks like chromatically are you talking about that new orleans style yeah, song yeah oh i know exactly it's one on e major yeah, it's like an E major thing that you have. Oh, um, do 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 yeah, do. degrees in January. Do, yes, do, do, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So there's a chord progression on that. And I was uh, that the, like the gospel climb yeah. up. Is, yeah, wait, that's what you're talking about, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I was like, that's a cool. So I, I used that like those uh, in, inversions in some of the writing, and it and yeah. So after I came back from that run, yeah. I got inspired to do some shit. Nice. You know, so, yeah. That's fun. That's really fun to play on Oregon too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take, take him to church. Take him to church. That's right. exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, it's been this has been a great podcast. It's been no great shit. having you on, man. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys having me out. Yeah, for sure. I've embarrassed myself thoroughly. <laughs> if it's, I knew, I would. It, it's not a good podcast unless you embarrass yourself. Yeah, really. yeah. Because you, you're revealing your true self. Yeah, exactly. This is what you see is what you get. Yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. There's not much beneath the surface. I'll tell you that. Unapologetically, <laughs> you. <laughs> I am kitty pulled. Like, <laughs> I am Whoa. thin. <laughs> uh, before we wrap it up, uh, do you have? Is like this sounds so stupid now. What? Is it, Joe, is there a dream scenario that you want to put together? He's fucking living it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know that is I'm, true. It's like I see your lives. I'm just like you're already doing it. But super blessed. Yeah, I, I've got a better question. No, not that a better question, but a different question. Uh, what's like the biggest lineup that you put together? Like not not like names, but like actual players. Did like you like the amount of people yeah. on stage? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the one we just did out in Vegas was nine people in the band. Jesus. Wow. So it's drums, percussion. So Nate Worth on percussion. Nikki Glassby on drums. <laughs> Tal Tal Wilkenfeld playing bass. Oh, I saw that picture. Eric Hale's yeah. on guitar. Roosevelt on steel. Me on guitar. Benny Bloom on trumpet, and Alex Wasili on trombone. God damn. Who's on keys? Oh, Sean Martin. <laughs> oh my Who's God. the baddest dude of all time? Yeah, yeah he's an he's an animal. I, like, <laughs> and where was for it? me? Sean is my favorite musician alive. Yeah, that was that was in Vegas. He yeah, said, "That's all." Yeah, and I they were playing your tunes. We did, I think, four of my songs. We did a two-hour set, and we only played, like, eight songs. So Yeah. <laughs> Everything was stretched way out. I'll bet, man. That's yeah. awesome. But and it, that, that, that must have been amazing, though. Yeah. Oh, it was, like, I can't even think about it because it's like trying to compem- car- compartmentalize. This, this is my uh, embarrassing thing is me trying to say longer than four-letter words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have the same issue. But um, no, it, it was just like so amazing. And everyone was vibing because we haven't really done anything close to that all year. So like each of the musicians were just so appreciative to be there. And then they're around people they respect. So it was just like this energy that just kept building. And, and the playing was like that. Yeah, it was, was un- otherworldly. But I did a lineup with um, George Porter and Melvin Seals a couple of years ago. We oh, called wow. the Dead Funk Summit. Oh, I saw that. And yeah. the, like just the historical aspect of having those two guys on stage at the same time was like probably aside from this recent thing in Vegas, my favorite thing I've ever done was just like being able to be on stage and, and see those guys. You know, I was on stage right seeing them both in one eye view. It's just like so incredible yeah man i'll bet that's just like a fuck that's literally a dream come true 
yeah legend of the meters in new orleans and then melvin with you know the whole jerry band yeah like wow totally man um so yeah i mean one of the other things that i'm trying to do now and and I've, i've been getting better at it is to whatever situation i am i want to play the way i felt on that gig with melvin and george so if i'm running open mic playing with guys who've never even played in a band and might never play in a band. I want to give that energy, you know, like bring it every night. We're going up here. I'm not coming down, you know, like bring everyone up and it doesn't always work, but I think having that intention of like, we're going here, you know, like I've tasted that now that's the way it is. You you don't come back from it. Like you have to do it. And it's like a quarterback willing his team to win the game. You know, like yeah. we're, we're doing it. Like th- this is where it's at now. So you just bring in that energy to any situation you're in. And you talk about like having fun. Like those are the things I've learned. So I'm taking the, what I've learned from playing with those guys into these different situations. And it becomes where every night is like you're having the, the most fun you have of your life yeah. every night. You know, yeah, so like totally. it is the dream. You know, it's just like being able to remember that and keep that in your head and not like, you know, go through the motions, basically, like try to be present every night. And if you're present, that's that's where it's at. It's just being able to be present, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great mentality to have. There's always musicians you'd love to play with, but it's like I count my blessings. I got to play with Bernie and George and Melvin. Like, I'm not greedy. I'm I'm good, you know. uh, There's more, but we don't have to. Like, (laughs) No, I feel – yeah, that's amazing, man. I got super lucky, so I just keep working hard and let the chips fall where they fall. For sure, man, for sure. Yeah, well, you're definitely an inspiration in a lot of ways musically, just your hustle and your – just your commitment to what you do, man. So appreciate everything you're doing and, and for being on the show and everything. Yeah, as well. thank, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. man. Love the side hustle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're trying. Um, before we end it, though, <laughs> we got check out the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> We've got. Uh, we might have some room for subscribers on there. Yeah, we might. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll push some people. We can squeeze you in. Yeah, we'll squeeze <laughs> you. Send send an email and <laughs> we'll get you on the waiting list. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, for sure, waiting list, waiting list for sure. That's you know. <laughs> That's self-explanatory. But. Um, so before we go, I want to do the unpopular opinions. Oh, yeah. Um, so you want to go first? You want me to go, yeah, first? go first? You can okay, go first. Cool. Yeah. Oh, he's got it in his phone. Man, yeah. this is a serious no, unpopular opinion. Um, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm a huge movie buff and movie lover and everything like that. And so this year, like, they just stopped making movies. There's, yeah, movies are done. But the thing is, is last year they did make a lot of movies. And they're all edited and done. And they're just holding on to them. Right. So mine's just release them. Obviously, like movie theaters, like where everyone's gonna take a hit in the movie theater. I don't care. Just just put them on well, TV. So they did a couple. Was it Bill and Ted came out yeah. on demand? Yeah. But there's there's some others that they're just like holding on to. I I can't remember. There's just like a really important one that I was like, how the, the James Bond one that just got moved to next year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Wes Anderson. I'm a huge fan of that Wes Anderson. And that it's got like Bill Murray and all these people. They're like, it's done. Yeah. Like it's completely done. They were gonna premiere it in April and. Uh, they just are just going to wait till next year. Oh, my God. Release movies. Yeah, release movies. Unpopular that's, opinion. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I think do many, I. many people share that same idea. Yeah, so, you know, 
So try harder. Let, let's yeah. dig back into your phone. Yeah. You got another one in there. I'll do got, mine while you think three. about another one. All right. Yeah. That's my uh, unpopular opinion. <laughs> that, is that he didn't try hard yeah, enough. I'll, that's I'll, that's <laughs> never an unpopular that, opinion. That I didn't try hard enough. <laughs> well. <laughs> did you try? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Like a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hard enough? No. Nah. Um, so my, what, my first unpopular opinion is I would rather listen to a studio record than listen to a live show a live recording Ooh. like a live recording i'm not I, saying ghost I, I obviously going to see a live show is the best if but like if, if it's between like going back to listen to a live show versus just listening to the band's record is it a show that you've gone to either or like i, I i've I, i've listened back to shows that i've been at and is it a jam band uh because Depends. if it's a dead show and you're gonna listen to a studio of, or sorry, album over in, like literally any dead show, yeah, you're wrong. So super unpopular. So so that that'll be like my 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 uh, my addition to that one is that I actually like the studio records from the dead. They some of their tunes are funky. Yeah, as can be on the studio recordings. Yeah, they're that great. Aren't as funky live. Yeah, it's weird. And the performances are just clean and it's well produced. I, I can hear everything that they're saying. I hear everything that's going on musically. Um, they put a lot of thought into those records. Yeah, and you know, it's not like a crapshoot as to whether or not Jerry's gonna be able to perform that night. You know what I mean? No, it's, and no offense. Like, there's I listen to some amazing dead shows, but it's just we're gonna cut this out. Yeah, we. <laughs> Like you're gonna lose all your fans. <laughs> for me, for me, I'm just I, I not like, the I target like, audience. I like the record. That's why it's an unpopular opinion because oh, I yeah, like the record. Okay. I'm fucking saying it, bro. All right, my <laughs> my next one will probably make Joe he, he happy. Du- he dug in. Yeah, I dug into <laughs> the notes. Uh, on yeah, the yeah. Phone. Uh, uh, Friends is the wor- worst show ever, and every sitcom sucks. Wow. Every sitcom sucks. I can't stand Friends. Even Seinfeld. Oh, I, I literally wrote any every every sitcom sucks except Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, a little bit weird, but yeah, I, I don't. I just don't like it. I hate canned laughter. I hate situational comedy. Okay, yeah. so that maybe that's my <laughs> unpopular opinion. I've never seen The Office, and I have no desire. <laughs> To watch the You've office. never seen The Office? No, I have no desire to watch it. It's really funny, man. It's the best show that's ever been on television. Like, it's been on TV, and I'll, like, watch for a couple of seconds, and I'm like, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I guess if I you really, it. if it is pretty boring, if, if you really, you know, boil it down. Because that's, it's just it's just people working into an office. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, one of the funniest shows ever. But right? is there, like, a certain episode you have to seek out, and then it's like, oh, that was so good, now I um, can get into it? I'd say after just... Like, does it have peak episodes yeah there's well there's there's peak moments in certain episodes but yeah like the thing for me is like i've watched the office like probably the entire series probably 20 times through now just because it just goes it's just on in my house (laughs) if i'm working or whatever all day long yeah so it's just so i pick up things every time that i watch like little nuanced things and like how they they kind of you know foreshadow certain things throughout the seasons um for me, I would say that if you just you can skip season one, okay. Season one's like really slow moving. There's only it's, like six episodes, right? Or something yeah, like and it's dull. It's just, it's basically just a, a re. It's 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 the British Office just with American, American actors. actors. It's the same script yeah. and everything. So, and I thought the British Office was terrible. Well, so once you get past the first season, it it starts to kind of pick up a, a little bit. But there are funny parts where you're just like you're just laughing your ass off yeah. the whole time. Anyways, but that's interesting. You've never seen that before. All right, so that's a good unpopular opinion, though, for sure. Uh, so my unapologetically, s- you, yeah, <laughs> good. That's so you, that's how you gotta be. You take anything away from this kid, be yourself. 
<laughs> and Kesus. And Kesus, yeah. Praise Kesus. Is Kesus next to Kansas, like just south? Of it's just, just south of Kansas, yeah. 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 What? <laughs> it's like Kansas City is not in Kansas. It's in Missouri. Well, what's Kesus? Besides it's keyboard Jesus, I know that. Well, yeah, but is it sounds like city? a state or oh. something. Oh, like Kentucky? Maybe it's like That's a pen- peninsula. Yeah, what part peninsula, of Kentucky? Peninsula of yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, outside of Lexington. Yeah, because you're from the Midwest, too. I don't know. Kentucky's like the Midwest, but it's not. It's like South Midwest. I don't yeah, know how to describe it. You guys treading that Dixie line a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. You got one more left. No, I got two more, actually. Oh, you do? So my second one is uh, I hate the phrase, it's a vibe. Okay. I've never heard that before. You never heard somebody say it's, it's, very, it's a vibe. It's very common now. Yeah, and it's and it's the most vague thing you I can say because I say like <laughs> I use the word vibe in the sense that I dig that vibe or like I like like this has a good vibe. When you say it's a vibe, I don't know what that means because a vibe to me could be anything. It could be bad. It could be good. It could be it could be scary. Like like what kind of a vibe? It's a vibe. I don't know what the fuck that means. Pisses me off, honestly. <laughs> I remember intentionally it. vague. Yeah, so it's a vibe. If you ever say that about any of my songs, I'm going to kill you. So like, if you're like, man, what happened when you walked down that dark alley? It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> you could have got robbed. Yeah, exactly. Could have found you know money on the floor. Exactly. Like, it's well, maybe like, maybe it's the inflection of the vibe. Yeah, the like voice. Oh, it's a vibe. Yeah. yeah. See, that's a it's that's, a vibe. That's yeah. That's a surprise vibe. It's a vibe. It's, it's, vibe. It's, it's, yeah, it's an excited vibe. An astounding vibe. Uh, astounding uh, vibe. It's vibe is short for vibration. Is that what it comes from? I think so. Uh, somewhere okay. down the line. Yeah, somewhere, right. yeah. So that makes no sense then. Yeah. But <laughs> it kind of, like, everything is made of vibrations. Yeah. And since vibe he is kind vibrates of this. As, well, he's, as an, rept- he's an rept- alien. Rept- reptilian. Wait, is he a reptilian alien? But he's from the Alpha Draconis. Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cut you off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you guys don't do the bumping mics here? Oh, the bumping mics. Oh, the fucking... Uh, what is that? Frost that and David Tell. so good. Oh, God. I don't get it. Do you watch the bumping mics uh, So every special? time they get like a really good joke, they... they so instead of fist bump, it's with the mic. Man, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. That's, that's silly. Too COVID. It's just silly. Not, no, it was... Not COVID it's friendly. It's a great special. You should watch it. Okay, I'll watch it. Um... That's, that one's usually five. Uh, my my yeah. last one is I love cold weather. I want to. I've been watching. I watched Fargo, the TV show, and it was just like just frozen tundra and like Christmas. That's where I want to live. No, it's yeah, and now like, like he's, he's from northern out. Indiana. I'm thinking of coming to Florida for the winter. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I want to do that. I, I want it, it. Sounds nice in theory, yeah. but like I'm like trying to drive through the snow yeah. and it's no, you don't. I hate birds. Uh, and bugs and heat. So Billy, you live in Florida. I was dropped off here. <laughs> literally, basically, what happened? I'll the, tell you the whole story. The great later, thing about life is, if you don't like something, chances are you could. I can. I'm stuck with this asshole now. <laughs> Bring him with. Yeah. No, he will never leave. You don't want to go to Fargo. Fargo. He's cold blooded. I'm not. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not going to fucking Fargo. I can tell you that much. North, North Dakota. I'm not. I. Literally, I've I've been to North Dakota like once in my life. And Why? Just, there's no reason to go there. I saw Mount no offense to the great people of North in Dakota. In the summer, you know, it's yeah, it's nice, but it's just like there's nothing going on, really. No yeah. offense to the great people of North Dakota. It's my unpopular opinion. That was a good one. Say the best for last. It's a good one. Uh, my last oh. unpopular opinion is 
Uh, kind of like your office situation. I've never seen The Matrix, and I don't want to see it anymore. That's what you were saying. That's yeah, he's never never seen it. I like I like I'd be like, yeah, it's like uh, I, I, like red pill blue pill situation. And he goes, what? I'm like, he doesn't what know you, what you're talking. Yeah, about. doesn't know what you're talking about. Never seen it. Never never I seen it. See it and I have no desire at this the, point. The I don't second watch two, more. you could probably skip. I said the exact same thing. But you gotta see the first one. Yeah. it yeah. was like revolutionary. When Thank it came you. Out. When it came out, it's been. 20 plus years. Yeah, it's right? been over 20 years. Oh, over 20 years. Came out in so, 1999. Yeah, I just so don't know how years. you haven't just seen it by accident, right? Uh, yeah, well, you, you know, have it's to been, try the thing is, not to. No, no. Yeah, Matrix is on. I gotta go. The thing is with, uh, with sci fi films is like, I gotta mentally prepare myself to watch a sci fi film. So if, it, if it's just on, I'm not gonna leave it on. Is that is like since he's an alien, he's gotta like show a front. He's also never seen <laughs> I'm not into that kind of stuff. Ah. <laughs> alien, yeah. sci fi. Yeah. What are you talking about? I've also never seen aliens either. So. Oh, You've never, never seen saw, aliens? Never saw Thank aliens. Any no. of the aliens. Any of them. You watch the, uh, the, or the Predator movies watch... for that matter. Oh, man. Not a sci fi guy. Yeah, he's, he's a lot lamer than you think he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, he. I'm not going to keep calling him out. No, that's right. No, I'm loving this dynamic, <laughs> by the way. About, this is great. <laughs> no, he didn't uh, learn the song I asked him to learn. Well, Ooh. I didn't learn. To be fair. I learned, he learned the song. Learned he didn't the song. learn the melody. I didn't learn the melody, though. Yeah. But I didn't give him sheet music. So that's not it's kind of on me. song. You didn't learn the melody? What but did I specifically learn? asked him to learn the melody. Yeah, you no, did. no, I'm saying. So we could harmonize and do cool guitar I'm saying, solo. Yeah, I know, I'm saying I when someone up. asked you to learn a song, you learned the song, which includes the melody. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, but you didn't think you'd have to say that. <laughs> on camera, on his podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay no, that's okay, cool. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> it's my unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah, Joe's got lots of unpopular opinions today. Uh, <laughs> and that was the last time Joe played Florida. <laughs> he is yeah. now banned from the state. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of power because I would use it. No, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, I did. That, that was that was a, a flub on my end. I uh, honestly didn't get a chance to sit down and review it until yesterday before I got to Blue He's Day. He's busy now. You How know? long did you give it to him? <laughs> this is a world pandemic going on. Yeah. He's very busy oh, now. Oh, I understand. <laughs> it's a stressful time. Did you... Did, how, long, an empire how long ago did you give him the material? I don't know. Oh, okay. Like two weeks ago. There was no excuse. I could have learned it. Mm. <laughs> no excuse. Next hey, time. It'll next be time. all that sweeter. That, that's right. I'm going to learn it and play it. Better than you do. Oh, I'm just, sure. Just easily. Just not easily. That will not be hard. <laughs> just so I could be like, I got it now, Joe. Yeah, I got it now. What? Yeah. <laughs> you, you sent him sheet music for it? No, I said no. there was no sheet music. Oh. Made so that's why he got, gets a pass. Wait, he can't read sheet music. I can't read sheet music. Can so you read Braille? <laughs> we were just coming up. Like, yeah, I can read sheet music very well. Yeah. You don't read at all? I, don't, I never took lessons or went to school or anything for it. Wow. So I just listened and I learned it like that. Yeah. Crazy. I do. Yeah. So next time, send it to me. I will learn it. Then you can play and teach him. I get to play with Kizas? You could have last night if Shut you would have Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the past three nights, or well, the three nights in Orlando, we had a keyboard player sit in every night and it was two at the same time. Fuck you. So Steve would be playing <laughs> and someone else. So, so I would be playing literally standing next to Kizas. You'd yeah. be feeling the spirit. Be feeling. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> no, I actually wasn't feeling too high yesterday either. That was half the reason why I didn't come but anyway. Kizas saves. Yeah, Kizas saves, man. Jesus. All right, and just have him just like just like this on the t-shirt, and it just says oh, Kizas saves. All right, well, 
And, and is he playing a guitar on the shirt? Mm, I don't know. It's, that's not really Steve Mullet's style. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him play a guitar. Yeah, as 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 a rule, like uh, as a keyboardist, it's pretty much like unwritten that y- you don't play guitar. Smiley from a uh, uh, yeah, Smiley does main, main squeeze. squeeze. Herbie he Hancock it. does. He's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, those guys both shred it. So I mean, you know, I'm just saying, if they do it. It's just, it's he's just, so no, he just casually <laughs> threw that in there. He, uh, uh, I was hoping we weren't going to bring it up. But, but, he, yeah. but not Smiley, s- by the way. No, not <laughs> Smiley, no. But I'm just saying, as, it's just like, it's like the cheesiest thing that you could do as a keyboardist. It's like, it's I think it's cool for one song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nobody plays the keytar. <laughs> it's like their main like, instrument. That's their main yeah. instrument. That's like showing up playing the recorder or something. That would be impressive, though. The recorder? No, if you played guitar for the whole gig. Because it's just like they, they, they <laughs> don't, don't sit comfortably on you. No, that's so. the other thing too is you can only really it, like when you want to play like two handed, you have to like bring your hand over and like play like this, and it looks so weird. Yeah. Uh, Follow up. Uh, uh, air guitar looks awesome. Air key piano it looks like you're <laughs> the creepiest person ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay, that's we gotta we gotta out. cut this before yeah. uh, we start saying some dumb shit again. <laughs> Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, <laughs> Joe. Thank Thanks for you being guys. Here. It was a lot of fun. Really appreciate it. Um, and uh, where are you up to next, by the way? Um, where am I next? Playing Cleveland, Cleveland Friday, and then County Line Orchard in Hobart, Indiana, on Saturday and Sunday. And then you're coming back down Monster to Mash. Florida. Yeah, right, check that yeah. out and um, Patreon if you can. And support the side hustle. That's yep. right. It's for Blue Jay. Appreciate that. And all the other great sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, you already heard them. Yeah. <laughs> re- re- rewind earlier in the uh, in the podcast. Yeah, just uh, follow our social media outlets, Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all that good stuff. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Adios, muchachos. <laughs>